Welcome to the podcast. Fire is on the menu for today. What kind of restaurants do you go to? <laughs> is it inappropriate to call this conspiracy spicy humans? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like on a spicy. menu and it's got like three peppers next to it. <laughs> is that what they do with the case file? <laughs> okay, this Hi. is conspiracy what? Welcome to the show. We're talking about spontaneous human combustion. We are very good people that... That say things in a nice way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Never said anything uh, concerning in our lives. Hi. No. My name is Allie. And I'm Robert. And I'm Cameron. Spontaneous human combustion is a theory that a body can spontaneously ignite and then burn up from the inside with no external source of ignition around them. Though I will say part of the theory also says that you can still have an external source because that still makes us weird. There's still aspects of this that are weird even with... Like, even if you threw a match at someone and they wound up, like, the picture at the top of our outline, that's a little weird. Yeah. That's not what you expect. Because it is extremely difficult to fully ash an entire human body. Yes. It takes, I read, about four hours at 2200 degrees to fully burn a human body. And even then... hot. Yeah. And even then, you still end up with bone fragments because we just don't fucking burn that easily. No, we don't. Did you guys ever, this is on topic, did you guys ever read that that thing that went viral for a while because someone tried to cremate their cat in their own oven? <gasps> no. Yeah. Why? Because they thought Would that you... they could cremate the cat. You so, just baked it. Yep. So they baked their dead cat. That's disgusting. Oh my God, the smell. Yeah. I'm imagining <laughs> the smell. <laughs> Please stop. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can't home cremate, guys. Because unless nothing you can get up combust. to 2200 degrees, like very easily. Like the closest thing I think is like a thermite fire, like yeah. jet fuel. Uh, that can get pretty close, but typically like house fires are usually at around 1700 at the most, and they don't really ever get hotter than that. No. So. no, and we've actually talked about this before in the disappearance of the what were they called? Solder kids. Yep, solder. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I almost called them the Sonic Children. <laughs> that's that's a different commercial. Uh, yeah, the solder children though is a similar thing. Like the bodies didn't turn to ash because oh my god, what if one of them just spontaneously combusted, which <laughs> lit right. the home on fire. Burning. No, that's a new theory. The I don't hot think take. that's gonna ah. work. You said si- simultaneous human combustion. Maybe I, you were onto something. <laughs> Wait, you were just wrong. Just a bunch of kids are just sort of like, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> you feel weird right now. <laughs> it's a little hot in here. So, but usually some extremities are left behind, which means either way, we probably would have found a bunch of little children's ankles and fingers because that's usually what's left. Is partial skulls, uh, lower legs, occasionally fingers. It is uh, keen to point out here that usually it's the extremities with the least amount of fat in them. Going to come back to that later. Bits of bone. Yep. And usually all of these things are like these people are fully reduced to ashes and yet nothing around them is burnt. Right. Like 
there's a case we're going to talk about later where like everything around this guy was fully flammable mm-hmm. and none of it was burned. Yeah, the most more likely you're just going to have like someone sitting in a chair and that'll get burned, but literally nothing else. Like you'll have like the walls get a little scorched or uh, one of my favorite pieces of this because it's disgusting is uh, yellowish brown residue that's detected at pretty much every single one of the smoke sites mm-hmm. it's yellowish brown it's not smoke it's reported as not being smoke specifically it's, it's liquefied fat it, oh it, yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's liquefied fat <laughs> and it's disgusting and it apparently smells awful so <laughs> it yeah. smells awful that's one thing that o-f-f-a-l <laughs> i'm <Really> sorry great. <laughs> anyway yeah it leaves like no damage uh it's this is also mostly a europe and an american thing uh, that's pretty typically where you see it happen. However, the, one of the more, more recent cases was, was it Ireland or Scotland? We'll talk about it. But Ireland. Ireland. Mostly it's people that are alone. Typically happens at night, which is kind of an interesting thing. Most of the cases are at evening or night. Uh, and again, when they're alone. So it's rare that you get witnesses, though there are witness stories with these, which is also another one of those things that's weird. And this one's kind of weird. Uh, as of what I was reading, I think was from like 2000, but we haven't had a lot of cases since then. Uh, I've had a lot of cases in general, but not since then. Uh, but it's it was about sixty percent were female, so mm-hmm. elderly. Yes. yes, much older, like uh, uh, above fifties, and um, I believe almost without exception, they were all alcoholics. I didn't read that. That's something that a lot I, of them were alcoholics I, in like the seventeen through eighteen hundreds. See, what I read is that. In two of the different peer-reviewed articles that I found, they talked about the fact that people were starting, like, they were starting to call people alcoholics if they had these cases, but that it was never substantiated. So Uh, it might be one of those things where, what was it that we were talking about? Where, like, oh, it was was technology suppression, where some guy figured out how to do a water-powered car, and then he suddenly died, like, a week later, and authorities were like, no, he fell off the back of a train, drunk. And then people were like, he didn't drink. That's weird. Hmm. But it's it's one of those cases where people just started... The, the government had latched onto the idea that it was people who were drinking too much alcohol. And they had apparently even put out warnings saying, if you drink too much alcohol, this could happen. So they started just to say that any of these cases were alcoholics. I would pay real money to get my hands on that propaganda. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. Hang it up on the wall. Yup. So this was also known by some other names, uh, preternatural combustibility, yep. auto-oxidation, or my favorite, fire from heaven. Just smiting people left and right. <laughs> so something I wanted to start this off with is like what actual like spontaneous combustion is. Because that is a thing, which is fucking wild, where shit like, like oil-soaked rags, if you leave them in a bucket just out in the open apparently can spontaneously combust Mm -hmm. what i i mean i've never seen it happen but it's a thing it's a thing it makes me scared to exist (laughs) actually this whole theory does maybe don't leave oil soaked rags lying around i feel like that's a pretty easy solution it shouldn't be that hard i feel like most people wouldn't need to they they wouldn't be in a position where they're around a bunch of oily rags no no, and I just, how often does that actually happen? I'm just saying, as an example, I don't that? know. No, I know, I just like, I, I just, I think it's funny that it's ever happened. It's just it's like, like don't oil. Don't do that. Certain kinds of vegetable oil can just kind of, Yep. Yeah. And so there's oil, fun. and there's oil rigs. And they, wait, yep, oil rigs. Yeah. Yeah, those, those catch on fire. Spontaneous 
ocean rig it's the combustion? Fire, it's the fire squids. Okay, so three things <laughs> need to happen in order for combustion to spontaneously happen. So the thing must be heated to its ignition temperature, which at that point everything will catch fire when exposed to a flame or a spark. If the heat building up inside said thing can't ex- can't escape, and if it's being exposed to a steady flow of oxygen that isn't rapid enough to cool it down, the stage will be set for spontaneous ignition. <sighs> okay, so I'm just I'm just pointing that out. But the thing is, like, can this happen with people? That's the burning question. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. I'm Somebody glad it was you. It. it was I in this always, book that I, I read a lot. Take that fall. <laughs> Really um, sparks my interest. The first case that I was able to find was um, described by a Danish doctor, Bartholin, um, talking about an Italian man in 1470 who just got drunk one night and then caught on fire and died. Uh, he again tried to put that forth um, when a Parisian woman, unnamed, burns to death in bed, but leaving the mattress underneath completely unscathed. Personally, I find that one a little... Suspicious. In yeah. all other instances, whatever they're sitting in, because a lot of people are just like sitting in chairs when it happens, the chair is also burned. So the mm-hmm. guys who came up with the uh, the wick theory that we'll talk about, they actually, I, I read their research and they, they did talk about that. There, there have been a couple cases where women have burned up and the mattress is perfectly intact. Hmm. Yeah, it's really weird. So the mattress just no fire at all. Maybe that was like a weirdly uh, prescient thing that they were doing in the 1400s, just being like, all right, we should probably make mattresses out of material that doesn't burn. <laughs> so yeah, that um, that was in, this doctor uh, was around in the 1600s. I think he died in 1670 or something like that. This really gained traction with a um, another guy, Paul Rossi, in 1746, in response to the mysterious death of Countess Zangiri Bandy. I like your jazz fingers. Yeah, like doing... I'm doing finger effects because I don't know where she's from, so I'm not going to make a... I read about this one, too. Yes. So um, it happened, like, about a decade earlier. There are conflicting accounts of whether or not she was a drinker. Yes. Um, But one thing I did read was that she would sprinkle brandy on her body to cure physical ailments, which seems about on par for the mid-1700s. Yeah, I I saw a thing that was saying that she definitely did, like, bathe in alcohol, which is strange. Oh my uh, god, my skin! <laughs> just puckered like, in... Like, specifically wine. Oof. Um, and that was a thing, is to use brandy as a, as a cure for things. But I saw something that said that she wasn't a drinker. And that was the weird thing. They just said she was a drinker because she used brandy for other stuff. Mm. But she, like, never actually drank it. But she also doused herself in it. Yeah, but it was also in the 1600s where they started attributing, like... If you drink too much, you're going to spontaneously combust for some reason. That's when this whole, like, if you're an alcoholic, you're going to burn to death Mm -hmm. thing started up. So, yes. uh, So she was found um, out of bed. Her body completely burned to ash. Again, like we were talking about before with just uh, a few bits, some fingers and a part of the skull and her knee survived. Uh, An empty oil lamp was found nearby. There was no indication that that is what burned her. Mm -hmm. It's just odd that... That was there. I never really saw anything that actually said anything about that. It was just like, and there was an oil lamp nearby, but then nobody like speculated anything about it. Like, are you trying to tell me that that's the reason? The problem with a lot of these cases is similar to, and I'm going to talk about it later with another case. It's similar to paranormal stories where it's like, 
they talk about things, but there's no like actual evidence for things that they're saying or any like real witness accounts or what happened with like specific oil lamps or whatever. And it's kind of annoying because like you'll see things like there's pictures and you're like, where are the pictures? There's no pictures. There's hmm. no pictures. And uh, I went back to read this guy's actual account that he he wrote up. There's like scanned copies online. And um, it's the, of that era where he's just like, and doth verily did I gaze upon the mess on the floor. So it's <laughs> a little hard to make up. Yeah. <laughs> We're seen spelled S-E-E-N-E. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's just stick a bunch of random E's everywhere. This is another instance where the bed was left mostly untouched by fire, but like soot and grease were everywhere, even getting into like the rooms next door, which had been sealed up. I thought that was kind of interesting yeah. and really gross. Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Grease. Oh, that is another theory yeah. that'll come later. later. <laughs> That's so weird. Wait, grease, like people grease? Yeah. Is that what we're talking people about? People grease? People yes. grease? Like the movie grease? Yeah. 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 Yep. Don't think that's the same. No, something a lot more morbid, as in your melted fat burned into the room around you. I don't know. The movie Grease is pretty morbid. (laughs) All right. So this is where stories of spontaneous human combustion spread like wildfire. (laughs) So here are some uh, commonalities that were pointed out um, by a specific uh, medical journal. The Journal of Medical Jurisprudence. The Medical Journal of Medical Medical Things. (laughs) Yep. When science was in its prime. Primed and ready to explode. All right, so uh, this is what um, this journal was saying about that the uh, victims had in common. They were mostly chronic alcoholics. They were usually elderly females. There was uh, often some sort of uh, uh, possible ignition source nearby, a lamp or a fireplace, what have you. The hands and feet usually fall off is a sentence that I just got to say in a serious context. Uh. Um, The fire caused very little damage to combustible things that were in contact with the body, the chairs and uh, beds that we were talking about before. And that same greasy residue, very offensive in odor, was found all throughout the area. Gross. People are gross, and they're even more gross when they're cooked. All right, so uh, often they were uh, by skeptics. Claims of these accounts were purported to just be alcoholics accidentally setting themselves on fire. Just drunks being drunks. Yeah. That's all. Exactly. Just like, oh, I've forgotten how to put alcohol in my mouth. Let me pour it on my body and roll around in front of the fireplace. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Stuff sounds boring back in the 1800s. <laughs> even that wouldn't work, though, because, like, rolling around would imply that, like, you're getting like... things everywhere. So, like, the fire would be able to spread. Yeah. There's no spread. So even rolling around is actually too absurd for this. Which <laughs> I, is... So I didn't look up the science of this. Um, is alcohol a quick burning or a slow burning substance? Quick. Okay. So just on your skin, wouldn't it just kind of... Exactly. So you can't really be burnt to an ash. Yep. You're just kind of... As you said, rolling around in brandy in front of the fireplace. Exactly. <laughs> so that doesn't really dumb. make sense. Mm. What rich people do? They I, just roll probably. around in their brandy in front of their fireplace. Probably like scotch. You no, know, I think it's like they put bottles of brandy on the bed and then roll around in that to show how rich they are. I feel like they just constantly find reasons to like have a glass of scotch right in front of the fireplace and just to be angry and throw it into the fireplace. <laughs> and then it just jets it right back at them. <laughs> So yeah, suffice it to say that um, claims about uh, spontaneous human combustion and the detractors from it don't really add up at this point. 
The alcohol thing is what really gets me is it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, there's there's more on the alcohol thing mm-hmm. we'll talk about too after we go over the victims. But I wanted to point out this crazy thing, okay? Yeah. Because this is like some pretty good evidence for like the ability to spontaneously human spontaneously combust. I like spontaneously a human. human combust. I spontaneously human every now and then. I'm like, oh my god, I did a full day's like full day work work. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the first experiment done with hypnosis. Um, and producing, like, burns on people was done in 1890. Um, this was at a, uh, Paris hospital. La Revue de Hypnotism in Paris. In Paris. You guys are killing it. Yes. <laughs> Doing so well. Anyway. Let's <laughs> car go on. So there were doctors in this hospital that were actually successfully able to produce blisters and burns on their patients with just the power of suggestion and hypnosis. This has actually been replicated other times afterwards. And one of the examples of the experiments that I saw, so the the person doing the experiment would like put a coin in your hand, right? And like, this is after they're already like under hypnosis. And they would tell them like, I'm gonna put a very hot coin in your palm and I want you to hold it for as long as you can. And then you just put like a regular coin in their hand. And the person, if they're like easily suggestible, will think it's hot. And then they end up with, like, blisters on their hands. So there have been plenty of reported cases of getting people to burn and blister and just, like, general injury of heat yeah. with no heat source. The power Just of telling them to do it. Yeah, the power of suggestion is really, really interesting because, like, they've also done experiments where they tell people that something's going to be hot and they have them, like, reach in and they'll touch, like, a block of ice instead. And, like, they always get the reaction of it burns. But it doesn't. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that's just like a mind trick, and human the minds are very the, fragile. The problem is the physical evidence, because if you end up with burns and blisters on your skin, something did that. Something burned your skin. I don't know. I imagine, I imagine they're like, all right, put on this blindfold. All right, now, just want you to get into a deep sleep as they like light a match. And they're like, do you feel the burn? Do you feel it? Hey, it's the 1800s. Anything goes. Yeah. There, a lot of there are was... no rules. No. There are very few rules. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yes, it so, is interesting. So, um, why don't we talk about the victims, some of the more high-profile cases. <laughs> and these are their stories. You went very reporter with that. I feel like that would not work as well with Law & Order. Like, they're going for, like, the deep, dark thing. And these are their stories. And these are their stories. Just give me a couple more Mickey Mouse. And these are their stories. <laughs> In the New York criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. <laughs> Glad to have you in the studio today. Oh, man. Uh, please talk about Mary Reeser. All right, so um, now we've gotten into the 1900s, where science has gotten a little more mature, but still plays it fast and loose. Did you just call 1951 science mature? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We did a lot of things we've, wrong. We've cracked a couple of atoms at that point. I don't think science got mature until like 2050, so... <laughs> so not yet. We're getting It's there. got a ways to go. Yeah. So, in 1951, Mary Reeser, she was 67 years of age, was found in a burned chair with only a single leg remaining. She was a smoker who often took sleeping pills. I think the brand was Secondall. 
um, which is one of those things that not that's not around anymore because I think there was like opium in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. What in the fifties? And you say science was mature? Science was very mature. We knew that opium put people to sleep. We didn't realize how to sleep it put them. All right, so uh, it is hypothesized that she fell asleep while smoking, which is something that she did. Uh, But the weird part is that the chair was burned, but um, everything around her wasn't. The floor was cement, so it wouldn't have spread that way. But I believe there was like a table that, that was right nearby. So it's a little odd that the fire didn't spread further. Um, This one I bring up just because it was what reinvigorated spontaneous human combustion in the scientific community. Yeah, mainstream imagination, let's say that. Conspiracy theorists. Yup. Fun people of the world. Several times while I was researching researching this, it was parapsychology, like not psychology, but kind of. This entire book. The writer of the book Ablaze that is all about this. Uh, what's his name again? Arnold. Larry Arnold. Yeah, Larry Arnold. He is the head of like the parascience division, which is not actually as like out there as it sounds. Technically, what they do is they research cases that main science doesn't put as much time into because they want to know the answers to them. That's actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy that happens. Yeah, it's like the X Files, just huh. like Internet X Files. Anything else about Mary Reeser? Nope. It's just weird as shit, and the chair was burned. Moving on to a doctor in the 60s. His name was Dr. John Irving Bentley. In 1966, um, he was basically old as shit. He was 90 years old, and he was barely able to walk. It took him a full five minutes to walk from his chair in the living room to the bathroom in a small one-bedroom apartment. So he was a little creaky. Uh, A little creaky. He was a heavy smoker. He often only wore a robe because... Gross. Yeah, I mean... Old men. He couldn't really move much, so the easiest thing to put on is probably a robe. That's actually fair. Uh, I rescind my gross comment. (laughs) He kept matches in his pocket to to light his his pipe, and he was found in his bathroom as a pile of ashes, and one burned lower leg and part of a skull that was left on the radiator. (laughs) Just left on the radiator. Yep, he had he had the ashes on the ground and his skull was on the radiator. That was that sounds to me like a quick burning. Just yeah, your head just falls back onto the radiator. I mean that's that's weird in itself. Cam's making weird faces. It's just like it's like my brain just conjures up images of like someone walks in and they're like, oh god no, and like the only thing they recognize is like a skull, so they just like place it up on something for the moment. <laughs> We need to treat this man with respect. Put this bit of his head on the radiator. That was actually one of the last things they found was his head because they weren't looking at that. They were looking at the pile of ashes on the ground. What a weird decoration. Um, (laughs) This isn't a very convenient bowl. (laughs) So anyway, um, aside from him just being a pile of ashes, there was a lot of other weird things with the room around him. Uh, So the floor beneath him was actually burned through to the lower level. But only, like, in the spot that, like, he was standing. Like, maybe a foot in diameter. Mm. It was burned straight through. There was, like, a basement underneath. Um, Yeah, so that burned through. There was no fire or smoke damage to the ceiling above him. Because as, I don't know if we've said it yet, fire burns up, not out. So usually you can tell where, um, where, like, a fire starts based on the damage on the ceiling. Not the damage where you're standing. 
because it'll burn longer and faster yeah. upwards. So that's usually how they're able to tell um, in like a arson incident where it started. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, but there was no fire or smoke damage above him, which is weird. Mm. And um, nothing around him burned except for part of he had an extra bathrobe that he kept hanging on the side of the tub. But the thing was, this is a, it was an 1800s house. The floor was linoleum, which is extremely flammable. It didn't burn, except for like the one hole underneath him. Like it, nothing, nothing else caught fire around him. I didn't know linoleum was flammable. Yes. It's oh. apparently highly flammable. Oh no. And also the enamel on the tub didn't melt. Nothing happened. Huh. Nothing happened around him. Yeah, I'm just still weirded out by the fact that the skull was on top of the radiator. Yeah. That's just that's a weird, because, like, it feels like, like, maybe he fell. Like he toppled backwards a little bit. Well, see, like, what I would think in theory is, like, he falls, the radiator's on, it maybe lights the, like, lights the robes it on fire. It wasn't on. It was in the summer. Oh. That adds to it. But, like, it's just, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's, like, how did the skull, like, wind that. up there, especially if the body falls through the floor? It didn't go all the way through the floor, but it did burn but like up the floor. fire but, right, damage like, yeah. went just, through. Yeah. But the skull has to come. Skulls don't like this. Isn't Mortal Kombat? Don't, they don't just come off. It's weird. Of your body. Yeah, it wasn't on the ground with him, which I feel like they kind of glossed over in what I was reading because I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So all of this evidence is weird, and of course, the only thing that they focus on is the fact that he is a smoker. He he kept matches in his pocket, obviously flammable. Um, yeah. All he wore was a robe, which. I guess their theory here is that he ignited his robe and burned into a pile of ashes. A 1960s robe just lighting up is not surprising. Yes. Yeah, but a person. But the person underneath, that's it's, the surprising part. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of problems with this. Because as I mentioned, it takes him a long time to get to the bathroom. He kept his pipe next to his chair in the living room. So why would he burn up so there were people that were like so you're saying that he lit himself on fire in his chair and then he hobbled five minutes to the bathroom before disintegrating in ash in the bathroom yeah exactly but there were no scorch marks on the floor there were no ash trails there was nothing to indicate that he was alighted in his chair and then hobbled to the bathroom to try and put himself out so that doesn't make any sense um just imagine this poor old man walking across the floor for five minutes as his back's on fire. Just like, oh, God, no. Oh, God. I guess it makes sense he's going to the bathroom to, like, douse himself. Yeah. But by that point, he's only a skull. But there's no scorch marks on the floor or anything. There's nothing to indicate. Or, like, on the ceiling, which would indicate that, yeah. And no, like, bits of burned fabric and nothing. There's nothing in between the bathroom and his chair. Um, And, obviously, as I mentioned before, it takes a lot of temperature to burn a body to ashes. Mm -hmm. And this was, again, an 1800s house with linoleum floors. Uh, It would have went up in flames, like, immediately. And just gone down. So it doesn't make sense that nothing was burned other than a little bit of a bathrobe and, obviously, like, the floor. So what the fuck? What the fuck indeed? That is interesting. This is the weirder one, I think, of the victims. Yeah, and it's a dude, which is different. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. That's very weird. Maybe he faked his death. Maybe he's still rambling around today. He just collected all of the ashes from his pipe for just like he was months. years, <laughs> and then like <laughs> removed part of his skull. Oh yeah. Oh, another thing. They did an autopsy. 
Of how, on what exactly? The that's radiator. What, that's what the what do you call the people who do autopsies? Coroner, Scully. That's, that's what the coroner said. Is what? Why the fuck? Basically, why the fuck did you make me do an autopsy? There's nothing here, and he. I forget what he put. I think it was like asphyxiation and burn damage, like obviously. But it's also weird that he put asphyxiation since there was no trachea left to identify. Holy shit! The coroner did it. Yeah. <laughs> but even the coroner was like, I don't know why they had me do this because yeah. this is stupid and I can't put cremation as a cause of death. Yeah, that doesn't make <laughs> yeah. sense. Also, like, yeah, like what autopsy are you going to perform? Are you going to, like, do a Y incision he in the had, skull? Like, a fucking leg. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's all that was left that was to actually, like, cut up and do anything with. <sighs> so, yeah, that one was really interesting. And I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know either. I feel like the rest of these all fit a kind of pattern that that one breaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I read, though. Like, looking through, obviously, we're not going over all 200 cases today. But, like, that's what I read consistently is that there, it seems like there's a pattern. And then something breaks the pattern. And then the pattern will be broken for a while. And then there's a pattern again. So, I don't know. Maybe, like, a 500-year-old Serial killer? Yep. Sure. Okay. So tell me about the 70s. So in the 70s, Margaret Hogan, aged 89, was found completely burned by fire. So here's the weird thing, because um, we've uh, constantly talked about how like things around them aren't burned up, but also because fire burns vertically, not horizontally. Mm -hmm. But there are things around her. There's a plastic flower vase, like full of plastic flowers, on a nearby table, and the screen of the nearby television are both melted. The which, screen of the, the television? The glass Holy shit. of the television melted. Wow. That was weird. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, that right takes a up. lot of heat. It takes uh, Fahrenheit. Celsius, not Celsius. That takes, that's like, what am I in? What, the rest 3, of the world? degrees Fahrenheit? Nearly 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Jesus. Yep. To melt a sheet of glass. And we were already talking about, what is it, like 220? Yeah. 2200 degrees it takes for four hours to burn a human body to ash. Yeah. And those glass screens on 1970s TVs, Dude, man, those things can, were thick. You could drop yeah. that shit down a spark There's probably stairs. lead in it. You could probably stop a bullet. Like, yeah, <laughs> those things were thick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, that's wild. That's another one that just sort of like a little bit breaks the pattern. Like everything else fits, but the the this was the only instance I could find where other things in the room were affected, and it doesn't make sense that they would be. How close was this person to the TV? Did it say? Um, I I don't recall, but it was like I vaguely remember it was like she was sitting in a chair in front of the TV, and the oh, okay. the table was next to her. So, so it's not like across the room. So theoretically, like at least a couple feet away, right? Yeah. I mean. Human, like a, a body can't even burn that hot than like also like sitting far away from the TV. Look into it, listeners. <laughs> Margaret Hogan. So this one's recent. 2010? Possibly. So I did read about Michael here, the Irish one. He, this either happened in 2010, 2012, 2015. Depends on what you want to believe. Do you want to believe a peer-reviewed article that says 2015? Or do you want to believe a different peer-reviewed article that says 2012? Or do you want to believe the history website which says 2012 or do you want to believe the britannica i think it was this said 2010 oh yeah that's where i got it from yeah. which one do you want to believe it from that any any choose any option they seem like they would work huh. all four of those i would usually believe like whether it's peer-reviewed article history.com or 
Encyclopedia Britannica. Britannica. <laughs> right. But all of them had different dates. That's interesting. Yeah. What happened? I mean, aside from him burning, was there anything else about this? Obviously. <laughs> so yeah, he was found next to his fireplace, burned alive. His head was like almost in the fireplace, hmm. which was weird. But like fire investigators were like, yeah, he, he burned to death, but a coroner, like the guy that they brought the body to, to do the autopsy was like, no, this is spontaneous human combustion. Hmm. And I read several, like, I think like, it was either the police chief or the lead investigator or something was like, that's crap. Yeah. Okay. So was this one where like his head was still intact, but yet it was the closest it thing It was the, the closest fire? thing to the fire, yeah. That makes all the sense. Which is weird. Because he was so close to the fireplace, I think there was a, a theory that like, oh, he had a heart attack and fell down, head pointing to the fireplace, and the like fireplace happened to ignite his clothes, which burned. And his head just happened to be in between. Yeah. They really like to come up with some interesting circumstances yep. to make these things work. <laughs> I did read because the coroner, because you don't hear a lot of like spontaneous human combustion cases now because usually there's explanations or they give a different explanation or they're not willing to say it, which is a pretty typical one. They're usually just, they will just say unknown if they can't figure it out, which I did read that there were a few cases in like the early 2000s where they said they didn't know when it looked like it was probably similar to spontaneous human combustion. Mm-hmm. But... I did read an interview with the coroner on this, and he said specifically that he didn't originally want to say that it was spontaneous human combustion because of the ridicule he was going to get. Uh, Uh, He looked for, he said he looked for multiple answers over and over again, but he kept going back to a medical journal from like the early 1900s or something like that, that talked about spontaneous human combustion and every single piece that he was finding was the same thing as what was in that journal. So that's what he ended up landing on because there wasn't really anything else he could figure out. It could have been. He couldn't figure out like a solid grounded answer for what happened. Hmm. Yeah. So it's proven in science. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't figure out what it is, guess wildly. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speculate. So what happened in Oregon? So this is a fun one uh, and kind of a ranty one for me, but finally found the date for it. Uh, a woman in Medford, Oregon, about 1991, uh, supposedly burned for about five hours in front of two hikers. Uh, now, <laughs> now this, now I say five hours, but let's make sure that this is, this is very, very important. The two hikers saw her hitchhiking. Then they later, five hours later, saw her burned. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you were saying that they just watched her burn for five hours. Because no. that's what the original research makes it sound like. Is they they make it sound like they just watched this woman burn. And there's conflicting reports. I couldn't find the actual, actual case on this, which I'm about to talk about. But regardless, the whole point is none of the forest was scorched at all or burned around her at all. Now, the researchers who identified this case... Originally, this apparently was not considered spontaneous human combustion because from some of what I was able to find, it was also found that she was stabbed to death multiple times. So probably was just set on fire, but the researchers overlooked the stabbings and they're the ones who came up with the wick theory, which I keep wanting to call a John wick theory, Uh, (laughs) but they came up with the wick theory. And this is a whole case of ridiculousness to me because they use this and they say this case wasn't added to the spontaneous human combustion record of cases even though it's got the same exact details as other cases it doesn't though it does not have the same exact details has completely different ones like a she was stabbed 
which (laughs) that's a kind of a big difference. I've seen no other cases where they're like, yeah, they were stabbed. Maybe the the sparks from the blades that she was being stabbed with is what ignited. If they they know she was stabbed, then there were at least, at the very least, still bones left. Because that's usually how you would tell is you would see the scrapings of a knife across a bone. So that's how you would know whether or not they were stabbed if there's no actual flesh. But regardless of all this, uh, the Whig Theory just kept pushing this. And this happened around 1997, 99, when they were testing out part of the Wick Theory. And they did a bunch of test tube things where they were like, this is how it works. And like you can do uh, like animal fat and all of that, right? Now, they said that there are witnesses and photos. I found no witness accounts. I found no photos at all. So <laughs> what's kind of fun about this is when you look at everything that they're talking about when they're trying to they're trying to use this as an example of why their wick theory works because she didn't burn any of the leaves around her she didn't scorch any trees she burned up within like the five hour time frame that they said however they claimed she burned in five hours but they also claimed that the witnesses saw her five hours before they saw her on fire and she was not on fire she was hitchhiking <laughs> so I like how they just assume like she oh, didn't burn five for five hour time hours. period she was obviously burning the whole time yeah. I mean can you imagine just being like hey there's that woman and you turn around and she sets on fire and you see her five hours later in the forest <laughs> and the fire has stabbed her uh, <laughs> but anyway so there's that there I could not find photos I found article after article after article talking about the research and talking about them mentioning the case but I never found the case. And no matter which sites I went on, no matter which peer-reviewed articles I found from different universities, I never found a photo or the actual case. Listeners, please tell us where the fuck And if you find is. it, feel free to send it to me, please, for the love of God. Because if there are photos, I would love to see them. But for the moment, this is literally nothing more than a bad paranormal sighting. But it's from scientists who came up with the what's considered the most grounded theory for human combustion yeah for which, why this happened. right and the wick theory is like the prevailing theory right now in like modern science which is funny to me because essentially what ended up happening is is they were looking for a story to match their theory they couldn't find one so they went ghost hunting which is exactly what they did they went looking for a case that fit what they needed it to fit and they ignored the details that didn't work which is exactly what conspiracy theorists do that's not what scientists do yep so it's irritating to well read. they actually do that a lot but i know they do <laughs> but they shouldn't is my point yeah so it's irritating to read and to like read from people who would usually be like well you need evidence you need evidence you need evidence but in their case they're not going to you know hold up the same standards for themselves so was was there anything like, what did it say was left of the body? Did it say, like, all of these other ones that she was a pile of ashes? But like you said, you would need bones to know she was stabbed, right? Right. So what there would have say? had to have been bones. I couldn't find anything that was concrete so it didn't because even all, say of the information, <laughs> all of the information comes from the research on the Wick theory itself. Yep. Which is extremely irritating. That's dumb. And uh, this also, I didn't read, like, every account of the victims, but this, I think, is the only one that I did read that occurred outdoors. Mm-hmm. Because a part of the the wick effect is that it needs to be indoors. So there's not a lot of oxygen flow. Yeah. Yeah, but this was their main example for why their theory works. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with spontaneous human combustion. It doesn't sound like. Again, 
only person that was stabbed. And who, I mean, was it an angry squirrel, the fire? Was it the two guys that stumbled on her after she was on fire? Like, who stabbed her? Exactly. And, oh, we just found her while we were out sharpening our flaming knives. And <laughs> maybe she maybe she spontaneously combusted and she thought that's how you put out a fire. She started stabbing herself. Just did that's it. <laughs> yeah. Get away, fire. <laughs> but like one of the one of the uh, the articles that I read from a university website, like again, peer-reviewed, like pushed forward through the university, it it mentioned that like they found her walking through the forest on fire. And like Wait, so, what? Like, yeah, exactly. So, Just like a casual can you stroll. Imagine Wait, being who found the her? witness the to that. The hikers that when they first found saw her, her she fire. was walking. That's on one of the ones that I read. Fire. Yes, but it, this all again, all of this information, unless you can find the original article, which please, for the love of God, do. If you find the newspaper, whatever, find it. But all of the information that I found, every single one of them sourced the original research. Every single one. And there are even a couple that I dug into and I was like, okay, they're not sourcing the original research. And then you go down to the bottom and it's like sourced the original research. So they did. So like no one had the original information. Only that research does, which needs it to push its theory. It's literally nothing more than a bad ghost sighting. Yep. That's exactly what it is. It's cheap science. It gives spontaneous human combustion a bad name. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and again, like you can't, you can't do that because that's, that's what the conspiracy theorists do, guys. You can't do that if you're going to prove them wrong. Can't sink to the level. Exactly. So let's not. Let's instead start talking about uh, going a little deeper, start talking about some theories. Um, Ooh, theories. Yeah. Um, I I added this one. This was like a late edition um, because I didn't notice it in my first run through. And it's weird. Um, So this is sort of like the first scientific look where the first scientist is actually going out to investigate multiple cases, Mm -hmm. um, is a German chemist, chemist, uh, von Liebig, Liebig? Something like that. Yeah. Um, Who examined the records of some 50 cases. He pointed out that even though anatomical specimens are stored at 70% alcohol, like for um, preservation, they will not burn. He also... This is why I put this in here. Injected rats with ethanol and could never make them catch light. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) This is just your weekly reminder that some scientists are absolute bastards. This was, did you say the year 1860s? Yeah, in the 1860s. (laughs) So this wasn't recent, but still though, um, uh, this essentially disproved the, the link that people just drink too much alcohol and you can catch on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked, I saw this and I was like, oh, that's great. Because I also found a French physiologist, uh, Julia Fontel, in 1828, just started immersing lumps of human fat in uh, alcohol and tried to set them on fire and they wouldn't light. Mm-hmm. So this has been proven multiple times like throughout the 1800s project. that it doesn't work. Is this real science? But again, it was never real science that it was because they were fat that they were, or because like it was the fat burning or whatever. That was never the original science. It was literally just something the government was pushing, like don't drink yeah, or you'll get set on fire. Cause that, they just like basically pseudoscienced it. And then scientists came out and they were like, doesn't burn. Like, I mean, well, that was the thing with a lot of the old, like the 1600s and through 1800s cases of these spontaneous human combustion stories is a lot of them, especially in the 1600s, just say that like these people had a lot to drink and then burped flames, which then caught some part of them on fire and then they burned to death. 
That is incredible. Uh, so that's that's good that they finally were like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's just not how that works. Um, even if you were like soaked in alcohol, it would burn. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. Alcohol burns very quickly. Their skin would be very badly burned, but the human would still be juicy on the inside. <laughs> Even if you, even if you, uh, as we said, rolled around in brandy in front of the fireplace, you wouldn't even, I don't even think you'd get more than like maybe a first degree burn because it would burn off your skin so quickly. It would. And I'm going to go ahead and put a disclaimer. We do not recommend that you roll around in brandy in front of your fireplace <laughs> and set yourself on fire. No, don't do this. Don't inject rats with ethanol, you weirdo. Don't do that. There's don't do disclaimer. any of this at home. I don't yeah. think we need a disclaimer. I put a disclaimer <laughs> uh, because I don't want anyone doing it and being like, they said yeah. that I would be fine. They said that would be fine, that only my skin would burn off. And you know what? They were right. They said I could pour whiskey all over myself and jump into the fireplace. Um, okay, so now we've got a more real investigation. I like you call it science investigator instead of scientist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that all of these are pretty much more real investigations. Because that's yeah. what they all feel like. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he also, I, this was the guy that I was talking about where I, um, where I was reading his stuff. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I want to see what else he wrote. And he documented all this in a book called Secrets of the Supernatural, which, don't worry, is on its way to me. I couldn't find it in time for this. And a, a forensic analyst decided to, like, research all the accounts and try and come up with a, with, like, an actual theory for why this happened. Uh, this is not the same people who ended up coming up with the Wick effect. Right. Because that was, like, a decade later. Mm. So uh, one of the common misconceptions about spontaneous human combustion is the theory that, like, they're just sitting there and then catch fire. Mm -hmm. Spontaneous here meaning that, like, happening without any artificial intervention. Yeah. Like, n like not external, like, not just, like, catching fire, just, like, bam. <laughs> So they found that in pretty much every case, they were next to a plausible ignition source, like the empty oil lamp from the Countess earlier and the various fireplaces. That old guy in the bathroom is weird. Who knows that what that one was? Weird. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, the commonalities between them does include alcoholism, but as we've said, that doesn't really make sense. And like, while it's an accelerant, it would like not really burn them in that way. It also sort of lends credence to the theory that these people would burn and then not do anything about it because they were such lushes, I guess. Yeah. And the fuel could have often been clothing or bedding because I only found this out recently that like, it's a pretty recent invention that clothes should be non-flammable. Yeah, I vividly remember a pair of pajama pants I got for Christmas one year when I was like maybe 10 said like in big letters on the on the tag <laughs> it was like fire resistant it's like why do i need fire resistant pajama pants <laughs> yeah exactly i'm not gonna fight fires in my sleep so this is where we start coming to the wick effect it's the there's a they uh nickel postul postulated a theory that the victims died of something like a heart attack or stroke or something and then an external source burned their bodies um, in the manner of the wick effect. Um, so this theory posits that when something like a cigarette falls onto clothing worn by the intoxicated or already dead victim, it will catch the clothing on fire and scorch a small section of skin, exposing the fat beneath. This fat then melts and soaks into the fabric of the clothing, creating a sort of wick, thus turning the person's body into a candle of sorts. Because hands and feet have less fat, 
These don't provide enough fuel for their consumption by the fire, so they are all that is left behind. That is a terrible image. Yep. Yep. I also, um, i got to admit that this was, I was today years old when I found out that, like, the candle part of the candle, like, the fat is actually responsible for keeping it lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just a medium to hold the wick as it burns down. No, the smoke is actually wax going in the air, which is why if you ever blow out a candle, you can actually light the candle again by lighting the smoke. It's a fun party trick. Really? It's a really cool party I trick. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, that that was from uh, Ashton Schneider. Yeah, it was just a very good sum up of how the Wick effect works. Uh, I don't agree with everything that's in that summation, but it is it is still a good summary of how it works. The only issue that I have with it is typically the photos you can find. Cause it's actually hard to find photos of this. Funny enough, uh, but the photos you can find, the people who still have like legs and stuff left behind. This, to me, would say that they would at least have blisters on their skin around those areas, but they usually don't. So, And even though they may have less fat on their feet, they're still going to have some fat. So the fact that nothing burns through and blisters their skin getting to the fat goes against their original idea of the theory of fire going into the skin, melting down the fat, fat getting on the clothes, starting a wig. So that is one thing that I found that was kind of weirdly inconsistent. It doesn't match at least the photographic evidence that we have, Mm -hmm. which is the most... I mean, that is, like, the most substantial evidence that we have for this whole thing, because the rest of it is, like, witness and cops and coroners all just stating their opinions. So the photos are really the only thing we have as proof of anything. And um, also just to circle back a little bit, because earlier we were talking about there's uh, all this, like, greasy brown residue and this, like, horrible soot and smell in the air. That was the fat Mm -hmm. that, by the wick effect, has melted from the body. (sighs) Which, like a candle, that wax would technically rise with the smoke, which is why it's getting on the walls as well. Because that's where it goes. Yeah, fascinating. End podcast. It's gotten too horrible. (laughs) Yeah, it is is really, really interesting. So there are a couple things like we've been talking about. The the wick effect is, it is good in a lot of ways. It's a great theory for how things work. Again, I don't appreciate the way that they just kind of push their ghost story on people to make their theory work. But... Regardless of that fact, a lot of the like elements of the theory do work. So we do have some examples of like how fat doesn't properly burn, which is like the 1828 thing, the one from the 1860s or whatever, when douse and alcohol, it's not really burning. But that doesn't necessarily show that like, it's going to work the same way in every single case. Now, what we have seen is that researchers have tried the same exact ex- experiments that they have seen with the wick effect, or that they think the wick effect works with on pigs and have not been successful. So those ones have failed. Now, that doesn't mean anything because a pig's biology and human's biology, though similar, there are differences that are very, very important. There are huge differences between the two, which changes the way it's going to work every single time you do the experiment. So that, that's one thing. What they did do is they did do test tube experiments to show that animal fat doesn't burn actually very well by itself, but when it's wrapped in cloth, it will burn. Which is funny to me that they tested it because it's something that like indigenous people of like Alaska have been doing for a very, very long time. Like burning animal fat wrapped in cloth 
something that they've been known about for a very long time. It's called it a torch. It burns very well. They literally, <laughs> it's something that they've done for like, I mean, centuries, as far as I know. Like, it's it's been around for a very long time. So I think it's funny that they like researched it in a lab. People have been making things with aloe for centuries. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like the animal fat. Of course, it burns when it's wrapped in cloth. But anyway, they tested it, and what they found is that it does not burn very well without the cloth, but it does burn very well with the cloth. Mm-hmm. So the cloth is de- definitely part of whatever's going on with these fires. It definitely has a part to play in it. And probably the structure of the cloth itself, if you went more in depth or if you were able to, then that would probably play a part as well. To go against those points where like they found part of it does work, what they also found is that the temperature reaches about 900 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's not even close. That's the biggest problem with this for me is nothing burns hot enough to ash a human body. It goes back to the solder children. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the solder children where there was not a heat hot enough to actually ash anybody. Which means the solder children would have still been around had there been like not enough heat to actually ash. At the very least, it wasn't a skeleton. But I mean, cremation takes a lot. But 900 degrees is not a lot. It's not enough. There's there'd be more left than what there is. And again, like when we're talking limbs are left, we're not talking like partially decomposed, partially burned limbs. Most of the time, it's like an intact it's like limb. It's weird chunks it's of weird. leg. Yeah. It's, it's an weird. entire leg that you can recognize as a leg with just a char mark at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like unscathed. It's otherwise. even, yeah, it's, it's still really like weird. skin color. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, otherwise. Can, everyone's seen Star Wars. Just imagine someone getting their hand cut off. You know how that looks. That's you what know, it looks like. like. It looks the same way. When Luke gets his hand cut off, yeah. just imagine the hand. That's what it looks like. It's really <laughs> weird, honestly, because there's no other damage to and I'll, those I'll add extremities. This. We have a photo in here and I'll put that in the newsletter. So look for that. Yeah. <laughs> So, you combine that fact with the uh, witness accounts where some of the cases people claim someone burned right in front of them. Like, it happened instantly, which is where you get the spontaneous part of the human combustion. Is because of the early witness cases where some people did witness it. There's a few like that. Yeah, okay, so if you add that up uh, with another thing, which is that they also showed that in some of their experiments, not all, so they weren't able to recreate it consistently, Sometimes it did cause things around the bodies or whatever they were burning to also burn up. So it was very hard to keep that fire contained. They did find that it could happen, but it was extremely difficult to keep that fire contained. So that so is also it, another issue. Likely when you have just burn the body. When you have combustible properties all around a burning body. Like a linoleum floor. Something should be burned. Or like a glass TV. If that melts you would think something else would have lit Yeah, 900 fire. degrees is also not enough to melt a goddamn TV. Nope. Yeah, no, it's not. And again, I mean, that's just what they found in like 97 and 99. I couldn't find really more recent things. Again, modern science doesn't really look at this, which is why you have uh, books like Ablaze, which talk about it, because it's one of those well, things that you kind of have to delve into independently. Even Ablaze is from like 98. It, yeah, Ablaze <laughs> is, I think 95 is what I read. Is yeah. Where it's from, yeah. So that was before the Wick theory was even a thing, really. Like, it had been kind of postulated, but not really considered as a grounded theory yet. So, yeah, those are some of the weird... Some of the weird things with the Wick theory, because I think it's important that though it sounds fully grounded, there are things that don't work, which I'm not going to play with their ghost story. I think it's important to bring up the things that don't work. So... Oh yeah, there's the there's no even though I like the wick effect, there's no singular theory that covers everything. No. Yeah. Because like the lack of other remains doesn't make sense. 
Another little addition to the um, the wick theory is that uh, if your body goes into ketosis, which is what you go for when you're trying to go on a keto diet, because <laughs> yep. um, it like burns fat very quickly, um, it's because your body is low on carbs. And um, one, it's not healthy. Don't do it. It's not. It's really not. It changes your biology. It's not yeah. good for you. Um, and it, like, quite apart from the spontaneous human combustion nature of it, just don't do it. But acetone, which is something that's produced by your liver when you don't have enough carbs, which is something that has happened in people who are dieting or experiencing starvation, or alcoholics. Hmm. Um, while uh, there are these, uh, we talked about like burning samples of pl uh, pig tissue, uh, like in alcohol doesn't do it, but injecting them with acetone does. But uh, like while that does sort of help the, um, this is how they stayed lit and could burn for a long time. It doesn't help the, you need several thousand degrees worth of e heat energy in order to reduce a human body completely to ash. Yeah, I like this, this theory because I was, I was wildly speculating in my own brain while researching all of this and i was like well what if what if since a lot of this started popping up in like the 16 through 1700s what if it was like people had a poor diet and were like kind of just chemically fucked on the inside like you said maybe full of acetone and then they were drinking a lot and i don't know maybe that's a factor yeah, it's just like a perfect storm. It's all the things together. It's, and yes, I am dousing myself in brandy. <laughs> and, like, it's, you know, the 1600s, so we don't understand nutrition. Mm -hmm. And there's no good water in the area because of contamination, so we're just all going to drink alcohol all the time. And I saw a fire breather earlier, and I can totally do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> just put the fire into rush. your mouth. Or somebody who just didn't understand how flambe foods are supposed to be eaten. God, or even just like, who knows how bad alcohol was at this time. I mean, it's not like there was an art to this. You kind of just make it alcoholic and then drink it. Yep. <laughs> so there was an art in some places. Yeah, sure, but not as widespread as like the breweries we have down the street. Also in America, I can't imagine there was widespread tastes in alcohol. So uh, uh, just a couple of other theories that I think are plausible and might clear up some of the uh, cases. Um, sometimes they could have been just misunderstood suicides, like a poorly attempted self-immolation. There are, as we talked about earlier, some oils that will spontaneously combust when they're like on like paper or rags or something like that. Is it poor? Is it, is it poorly done if it works? Oh, you said poorly done self. Well, and if yeah, they I mean, turned to ash. But if your legs survived. So the last thing I want to do for um, on this subject is I want to read this quote that I found. The fact that water constitutes a high proportion of the substance of the human body and that the body's only readily available properties for burning are fatty tissues and methane gases makes its combustibility a dubious quality. Indeed, its basic incombustibility has been exhibited over and over again in criminal cases in which the most determined efforts to destroy an inconvenient corpse by fire have repeatedly failed. Yeah. I just gonna... loved that paragraph. <laughs> Yeah, we are like 80% water. Yeah, human beings are notoriously wet. Yeah, we are hard to burn. <laughs> and that was another thing that I saw too, where like 
no matter how hard you try to get rid of a body as well as completely incinerating them, you often will not succeed. Yep. Unless you work in a crematorium. Otherwise, you're going to fail. You're just going to end up with a smoldering corpse. I feel like we all know now way too much about... Like, the proper temperatures to burn a body. Yeah. I, this Ablaze book that I started reading, I didn't finish, unfortunately, because it's about 500 pages. Um, I'm scared to read all 500 pages because I don't want to know all of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't want this in my brain. I don't want to be at a party and someone to just be like, man, can you actually murder somebody like and, and fully cremate them? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> you need special equipment. Actually, you can't. I do want to say uh, one thing with the water content in humans' bodies, which is kind of interesting, is the WIC research, which I don't know how well they tested this because I don't really trust a lot of their research right now. But just because they're full of shit. But anyway, one thing that they did mention, which does make sense, is part of the containment on the fires, they did notice it helps if there is a little bit of water because it helps contain the fire a little bit more. Hmm. But oh, which might make it out, keep it from spreading. But okay. again, it still doesn't account for everything, which is that sounds like a neat little theory. But... Exactly, it's a neat little theory that they need to go find another ghost story for. <laughs> and I'm sure they will. Um, so aside from water being about actually 75 percent of the body, fat is only about 10 yeah. percent on average. So let's move on to some of the more fun theories. <laughs> this one's just silly because it like is half true. There are chemicals in your body that are flammable. Yes. Uh, hydrogen is very common and your uh, digestive tract produces methane. Uh, if either of those are in great enough quantities to make you pop, then there's something really wrong. I, I remember reading one of the things like early, early research, like in like the seventies and eighties that they were doing on this, they looked, they, they looked into it slightly, like just barely because people were saying that could happen. And they were like, okay. But then like pretty much the immediate answer was, well then cows would be exploding. Mm-hmm. Which is, <laughs> cows would blow up all the time. Spontaneous cow combustion. Oh yeah. Just, no, isn't that the thing? Like half of our methane emissions are from yeah. livestock. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine if cows could get that? Can you imagine just like one of those like livestock like industry plants just all at once flames? <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. Like we you know how we were talking about how the wick effect doesn't exactly work because there's there's too much water to fat content. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same way with chemicals. Mixing chemicals together doesn't make just the hydrogen explode. Right. You you would have to have just hydrogen or just methane to ignite it. It's very difficult to get those on there. Well, I guess maybe methane less so, but like you, it, hydrogen doesn't exist naturally by itself. It exactly. immediately bonds with whatever's around. Like just because we have water in our bodies does not mean it's just going to pick the hydrogen out of all the water and then burn it. <laughs> it's not how that works. It's not how chemistry works. I'm not a chemist, but I know that if you mix things, they don't work separately. Yep. Yeah. A good example of that is try to just eat the ingredients in a cookie recipe by themselves. Yeah. You don't get a cookie by putting all of it in your mouth at once. That's (laughs) not a cookie. Eat three cups of flour. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I did, as far as wildly speculating goes, Mm. I I did create a thing that doesn't really end because I couldn't figure out where else to go after I thought of this. But anyway, uh, that thing that I did with the, I talked about with the guy 
who burned up the doctor earlier. Right. Anyway, I'm going to restart that sentence. <laughs> um, when I talked about Dr. Bentley earlier, he was a, a smoker, like a heavy smoker, right? So I was thinking, is carbon monoxide flammable? And yes, it's highly flammable. Carbon monoxide is extremely flammable. Um, and then we were talking about um, carbon monoxide levels in people with the Princess Diana episode, you know, because they were all like, the test said that this guy had 40% carbon monoxide levels in his blood, which is insane. Oof. So I looked it up. That's not possible. Um, unless he was smoking so much, he probably like couldn't breathe anymore. But usually like at max, like a three pack a day smoker could have up to like 20% carbon monoxide levels in their blood. Jeez. Anyway, that's a lot of carbon monoxide. It's a lot of flammable shit that's in your blood. And boom, ignites. <laughs> Ignite your blood. Yeah, that was kind of like a half-baked theory, but I did think it was kind of interesting. Yeah, half-baked. <laughs> We're still doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know how, like, what source you could use for igniting your, your carbon monoxide saturated blood. But I did think it was interesting that if you smoke that much, you could have 20% carbon monoxide in your body. That's a lot. That that's is a lot. That's more fat. That's that's more than the fat you have in your body. Honestly, I'm surprised that didn't kill him. God, that's like yeah. double the average, like the like typical amount of fat you have in your body. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a typical smoker has like maybe like 5% carbon monoxide in their blood. Oh, man. All right. That's a fun theory. Yeah. Um, so there's this guy, Larry Arnold, who suggested that um, spontaneous human combustion happens because... <sighs> it's the Ablaze book author. Yeah. Oh, it's this guy? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh. It's probably in this book, but I didn't get there. Because oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, maybe you don't want to, because... Uh, <laughs> I, like, I can't bring myself to say this. He says it's because of a subatomic particle that he calls a pyrotron. Yep. Mm. Okay. It's definitely not a name of one of the Decepticons. Actually, pyrotron is a real thing. It is helping Australians fight bushfires in Australia right now. Is it like a robot firefighter? It is not a subatomic particle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is a... It is just like a system they've put in place they call a pyrotron, just to, because it sounds like a... I take it you Googled this. I did Google <laughs> pyrotrons because that. I want to see if there is anything else about it. Yeah. But so who added this quote? I added the quote okay. because I found a direct quote from him that talks exactly... like this is, he's, this is him saying exactly what his theory is, but it's summed up. So subatomic pyrotron theory which is based on quantum physics. Again, this is quoted. The theory states that there is an extremely small but high-powered particle like a neutrino that zips through the spaces between the quarks that make up the atoms which compose the molecules of the human body. On rare occasions, a rogue particle scores a direct hit with a quark and sets off an internal chain reaction. Larry Arnold, author of A Blaze. Okay. He still actually pushes this theory from what I can understand. Consistently. Thermogenesis, the quantum, in parentheses, of course, physics of the fire within. Now, the problem is not, like, does this pyrotron exist? The problem is, like, this guy just came up with a theory of quantum physics without any testing. And there's also, I mean, like, a myriad of other issues, which is, for instance, like, how, how come this doesn't happen more often then? Like, it wouldn't just happen to humans. It's not like it would be able to tell an atom apart. 
which is part of his theory. Like, it, it wouldn't be able to tell an atom apart. So this would be happening if with everything. Everything would just Your be... shit could spontaneously combust. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally anything could spontaneously anything combust. Anything with any atoms. Moment. Any rocks could just... Just just catch on fire. So that's part of the issue. I think the biggest issue with it is that he came up with a dumb name for it. That's fair. I do think that's fair. He does have a whole chapter about quantum physics, though. Yeah, mm. he is he is a mechanical and electrical engineer with a lot of degrees, apparently. And that's... He spends a lot of time talking about Mary Research with this one, actually. I don't think he's, like, crazy, crazy or anything like that. I don't think... I think this is just kind of a batshit theory he does have more than one theory to be fair this isn't like he came up with this and he's like this is the only thing it could possibly be it's multiple he has theories other, he has other theories he you just gotta fill 500 pages somehow i honestly to give him like a little credit with as much as he's written in that book and as much as like ali's told me about some of what he's written because seems like it's pretty fun at least. it's full of fire puns yeah seriously. so like <laughs> i do want to give him a little credit because he has investigated this a lot i just think that he came up with this more of like a as like a drunk in the shower one night like what if it's this and he kind of just stuck with drunk it. in the shower <laughs> yep both. not just a drunk shot thought not just a shower thought <laughs> a drunk in the shower thought okay yep. <laughs> which is how you come up with particle physics <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um guess. yeah uh i think it's rare that we have a uh, an episode where ghosts are not suggested as a possible theory, but there's a man named Michael Harrison. He's sure it's poltergeist because obviously poltergeists start from inside a person, just like spontaneous human combustion. Hmm. Coincidence? I think so. Actually, what's more surprising is we don't have a theory about aliens. Actually, yeah, that's fair. I do. Oh, no. Yeah, and what is this Kundalini? Kundalini. Kundalini. So this is also actually from Larry Arnold. Uh, is that a type of yoga? Uh, it I is. It's a type of pasta. <laughs> okay. It is southeastern, like Asian culture, I believe. Uh, that it, that Kundalini is like mainly focused on. It's a type of psychokinetic energy. Has to do with like chakras, things like that. And it, in theory, could expand. So what he's found is that. When looking at Kundalini and the way that it works to the people who believe that it's there, it could, in theory, expand through your body, causing kind of a spark, make you light up, spontaneous human combustion. But he said that it is more like an explosion. So it'd be more like a quick, like, quick burn explosion, just like, Okay. But it has to do with, like, it, it. that one comes down to whether or not you believe in, like, psychokinetic energies and believing in things like the serpent fire from within, according to his book. So he really uses that fire from within thing a lot. He does. He does. Every header is a different fire pun. But you know, maybe if more of us used it more often, everyone would have a book published. <laughs> Gotta use that fire from within. I'm not willing to test that theory. I do Hot think times Kundalini and and chi. I do think it's I do think it's actually a fun theory. Uh, it all comes down to whether or not you do believe that the, you can change certain energies, and if that's true, uh, I don't know why it's about 70 year to 90 year old people that are accessing this energy especially while walking to the bathroom oh they've suddenly reached just full enlightenment just right there and just their vibrational energy just went so wild they just ignited no you guys i know you know what it is oh, just wow. figured it out okay menopause oh god actually can't, we talked about can't. oh yeah <laughs> hot flashes okay i'll say this one yeah <laughs> so as you get older you know, women experience hot flashes more often. 
right? So we were speculating that maybe you start having a hot flash and then it just goes too wild and you just ignite. <laughs> beware of your beware of your fifties, ladies. You might combust. <laughs> you might combust. <laughs> oh. Anyway. This has been a public service announcement. <laughs> uh, and then there's a third guy who thinks it's ball lightning. I feel like a lot of things say it's ball lightning. I've never heard of it before this podcast. You've, you've never heard of ball lightning before the podcast? Before the podcast. Not what? like today, but like. Ball lightning is well, a we talked about it realish thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is a real thing. It. It's not. I don't think it's going to happen by some guy's radiator in his bathroom. But mm-hmm. maybe I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe electrical sockets can. Like, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't. Ball lightning is usually witnessed outdoors, and these are typically really? these are typically <laughs> indoors. So it doesn't really make sense. Wait, lightning happens outside? Oh. More often than not. Wow. I yeah. better get that fixed then. Yeah, ball lightning's a kind of a fun one. It, it could be ball lightning, I guess. Like you, like you hear a knock at your door, and then it's just like, like you hear like a little bit of fizzing, and you're like, "Is someone delivering me sodas?" And then you open up the door. Ball lightning gets you. And then I mean, it's probably the only thing that accounts for the heat. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder if it's like a vampire though. Like you have to let it in. Maybe that's why more people are not spontaneously combusting. These people are like, "No, ball lightning, go away." <laughs> You get out of here. You almost had your me. Your tricks. Oh, oh, with your fancy I know you hat. just want to set me on fire. All right. Anyway, you have more fringe theories? So, I think the most obvious theory is aliens. Fucking aliens. It's obviously aliens. Now, let me tell you why. This actually makes the most sense to me. Okay? This makes the most sense to me. Because aliens are studying humans at, like, the last stages of their lives, which is why these are, like, older people. Right? So... They're abducting them, but you turn up the power on that abductor beam a little too heavy, mm-hmm. and you just <sighs> someone yeah. and their bodies are full of acetone and and then you turn it off right before it like completely burns up the body. You're like, oh, they're coming up here, and like, oh no, they're burning, they're burning. You turn it off, only gets down to like the ankles. Ah, yeah, exactly. No, I I'm now on board for this. It's a teleporter malfunction. <laughs> The teleporter malfunction. <laughs> it starts from like the teleporter works from the inside out. That's why it's always extremities and like bits of skull and stuff. And then see, like the old man in the bathroom, he was being lifted up, and then they're like, "Oh my god, it's not working." They dropped him. Head then, falls on the head radiator. Falls on the and yeah, that's. I mean, that's solid. I think that's solid. I don't think there's a better theory out there. You name one. Exactly. Cool. So anyway, anyway, what are the conclusions? Who wants to go first? Who who has what they think it is? I have no fucking idea. Nor do I. I mean, the the Wick theory coupled with the acetone created from alcoholism makes the most sense, but it only makes like 80% of the facts fit. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem is there's like a lot of theories that sound like they work, but then there's like, like you said, there's a bunch of pieces that don't quite fit and they don't have an explanation for how they don't fit because... My biggest problem with this whole thing is the temperature thing. I, it is very hard to get a fire up to 2,200 degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I struggle with whether or not it is something that I never saw mentioned, which if there's like some kind of chemical change we don't know about in humans as they age. Mm-hmm. And depending on how fast you're aging, I wonder if that chemical like decomposition happens at a heavier rate causing this or ca- giving the ability for this to happen because it wouldn't just happen to everyone. But I'm wondering if it has to do with the aging in general. 
Like, if it's there's some kind of chemical change. Oh, I forgot to mention something. You know, when I was talking about the, the diet thing, mm-hmm. like how people, um, maybe they just weren't eating properly. Yeah. The, the old man, uh, Dr. Bentley, that I talked about, it also mentioned that the only thing that he was eating was one bowl of shredded wheat a day and then a ton of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So just so, a bunch of <laughs> carbon monoxide in your system and, and nothing. no, like nothing else, no carbs. Yeah, that would make you, uh, that would put your body into ketosis. And that fits. I mean, yeah, like, like you're saying, maybe there's some kind of chemical change that we just aren't aware of because nobody will look into it. I think it's probably just something we don't know about yet. I mean, we're still medical science for one. It's not old. We're working on it. This is pretty new. <laughs> 2050. Pretty new. We're understanding things, but we're not understanding at the level we're going to in the next even like 20, 30 years. So we're still testing women's birth control on men. Like <laughs> stuff's messed up. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's there's so much that we have left to learn. So to say like to even start to be like we can definitely find an answer for this. That's not going to happen. I do think the wick effect is a good start because I have a feeling that there's some external activity that causes the original ignition. But I think it's something biologically that causes it to actually burn like it does. But it's not just the fat. There's got to be something else there. But I think the wick effect is like the first step. But I think they they need to not look for ghost stories. And if they can't find a story that actually fits, they need to figure out why that story doesn't fit because that's what a real scientist does. You don't push... Bullshit. Yeah. You so, don't just say, the fire stabbed her, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Science! I just I have to imagine, like, the first one that was like, well, she was also stabbed. And they were like, no. no. You know what? She was wearing a flint vest. And so the steel of the knife. <laughs> Writes on the whiteboard, sharp fire. Sharp <laughs> fire. <laughs> so I've taped a bunch of knives together and doused them in gasoline. Now hear me out. <laughs> Uh, okay, so none of us know then. I mean, I think that's it, the consensus. It's hard to know. It, it didn't help really... doing research. No, yeah, it, it didn't. didn't help. Sometimes it does. Sometimes I just, I'm like, yep, that's my conclusion now. I just know more of what to be confused about. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> all I know. I gotta say, this is my favorite kind of conspiracy where there's no like clear answer. There's a bunch of different theories that could be there and it's just kind of, you know, take away from it what you will. Yeah, yeah that i think that's spontaneous human combustion let us know what you think let us know if you know things that we were missing like the article that i couldn't find on the medford oregon girl uh things like that or let us know if you have spontaneously combusted human please let us know that yeah or if you currently are just drop us an email something like that (laughs) just Just, dear dear conspiracy what ah (laughs) i'm on fire Oh, man, yeah. Let us know any of your hot takes. Uh, We always love to hear it. Anyway, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Burb is in many forms. Currently, he is not on fire, but he will be probably with this episode because got to make it fit the theme. Yep. So be the first time he's on fire, I think. That'll be fun. Keep an eye out for those newsletters. And if you haven't signed up for it, check it out. They're pretty cool. Yeah. And again, we have tons of episodes. If this is just the first one you're listening to, we have a whole bunch of hosts and a whole bunch of different styles of hosts, which is also fun. So there's always different types of conspiracies to listen to. Conspiracies are not locked in a corner. Like there's so many different types. That's the whole point of the show. So uh, yeah, let us know if you like it. 
We have, oh yeah, we have Goodreads. Don't forget about the Goodreads, man. Right, you can find us on Goodreads. Uh, we will, we've talked about this Ablaze book pretty extensively. Um, you have one that you found. Secrets of the Supernatural. Uh, we'll put that on there as well. And anything else that I found, uh, you can find it on our Goodreads for your reading pleasure if you feel like doing that. Right. Cool. All right, well, for next time, I'm Cameron. I am Allie. And I'm Robert. For everyone else that is a host on the show, thank you so much for listening. Remember to always stay stitches, and on 420, don't blaze it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs>